Welcome to Sisters Helping Sisters Women's Empowerment Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. Today we will continue our session, Brave Women of the Bible Who Made Boss Moves. Our topic of discussion is Tamar, the daughter-in-law of biblical Judah. In these lessons, we will analyze and interpret the stories of women in the Bible by applying our knowledge and critical thinking. The purpose of this lesson is to come to a complete understanding of the role each woman has played in building God's kingdom and how women of today can use this knowledge too. So what is decoding? Decoding is a skill for learning to read and that is what we will use in this course to learn how to read the Bible with understanding. The Bible is written in code, and even the simplest of stories hold a deeper meaning. For the last three months, we have read and analyzed the stories of six women of the Bible, and how their actions could have changed the way we see ourselves today. So. I hope you take a listen. In my absence during this session, my students, Kiana Jones, Nika Amen, and Vicki Sims, took the lead in this conversation. And I couldn't be more proud of their empowerment and their leadership and their ability to discuss and think critically about these stories. So in the next few minutes you're going to hear the voices of Miss Kiana Nika Amen and Miss Vicki Sims as they critically discuss the life of Tamar, our brave women of the Bible who made a boss move. Yeah, so today we're talking about the story of Tamar, which was found in Genesis 38. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to read it beforehand? Yes, I did. I did oh, yeah. read it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So did I. And yes. what a story, right? Yes. Talk about yes. scandalicious. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, yes. And, and reading uh, the story, you know, I I like to read down the um the footnotes. Well, not the footnotes, you know, to give a recap yeah. and yeah. Each, you know, uh simpler language. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> what did you and, find um, that stood out to you when you were looking at that? Yeah. Um, because I, in reading, you know, it took me to Deuteronomy. Oh, the law. The yes. The law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And um, what it, what, why um, Judah had to provide uh, his son to be for Tamar to have a child for his legacy, as well as for her legacy, for somebody to take care of, of her. And I found it interesting how God, because of Ur's wickedness, mm-hmm. he just took care of him. Oh, yeah. You know? And I'm saying, boy, God, I wish you would do that today. But I said, no. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you sound like me with the smiting. You know, I'm always talking about smiting somebody, Miss Annie. Yes. You know, I love a good smiting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, the, the second son didn't learn the lesson from his, his brother. Yeah, and you know, we don't even know what the first son did 
mm-hmm. um, to try to compare like which son was worse. But again, we know from, you know, our studies and just from the Christian walk, no sin is better than the other. They True. both sin. So True. to yeah. me, I'm like, well, what did, what did Eric do? But it don't matter. It, was it don't matter. In God's eye, it was wicked. Exactly. So it don't, it don't like whether it was worse than his brother or better, they both had the same ends, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess mm-hmm. that's relevant. Yes. But, um, yeah, God took care of them immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. And uh just shows you that uh, like you said, no sinner sin is worse than the other or greater than the other. Sin is sin. And you know what else that I was thinking about as I was reading this? Um, you know how we've been studying these women all this time and wondering if they did the right thing. Well, I don't want to use the word right, um, but you know why they did what they did and what their thought process was. So reading this story and seeing how swiftly God was smiting people, you know, this is still the Old Testament when he yes. was doing that. Yes. It makes you, just like how we were talking about with Adam and Eve and with Rebecca, and we were talking about how it was God's plan. You know what we're like, think about Rebecca specifically what mm-hmm. um what she did we were wondering like did she change the course of god's plan and then we always decide like of course not like right. every step along the way is god's plan mm-hmm. but with this story in particular it made me wonder was if tamar was wrong if you know that that's only the assumption if wouldn't god have had the ability to smite her on the spot too mm. same with judah like if, mm-hmm. if their actions were not what was supposed to happen they too would have been smited because at that time God was taking care of the folks that were not in line with yes. his plan. Yes. So to me, since their acts were carried out, it was kind of like a little bit of confirmation, maybe not confirmation, but maybe a word a little less than confirmation, just maybe a, a sign that this was what was intended to happen in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. 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 Because we know everything that happens for a reason yes. and it is by accident. Yes. And God steps in to intervene when it's out of line. He, yes. he got, he has a limit when he'd be like, no, 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 we ain't doing that. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So if he doesn't step in and do that, then it's kind of like, all right, well, there's a, there's a reason for that. You know, there's, there's right. some, he's playing chess, not checkers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And, and another thing is is how each woman that we've studied thus far, there's a correlation between with the women, you know, yeah. just what they have to go through. Okay. And because back in those days, women were just good enough or relevant and having children. And exactly. that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and when you look at today, you know, with, with the women's right to, you know, to choose, yeah. It's again a man dictating yes. what what we should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I and I love that we're talking about these biblical women and how it relates to them as wives and them as mothers, because there is a lot of this this time period that we're living in now, 2022 and the future, there, there is a shift in women feeling like they're done with that role. They there's a lot of women that don't want to be wives or mothers. Yes. And and we yes. have to in us as wives and mothers who are like, but we love this. You know, we're yeah. yes. like on the one hand, we're like, why wouldn't you? But then on the other hand, we like, oh yeah, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is for the the faint of heart, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 
And it's interesting because um, this story in particular, that's why we're always talking about confirmations from God. There was something that I saw on social media just yesterday mm-hmm. that was really talking about why we should not celebrate all pregnancies. And when I first read it, I agreed. I liked the post and I was like, yep, definitely. Because, because you know, we, we know that there's some unions that just seem like that is a disaster waiting to happen. Yes. But who are we to judge? So yeah, all yesterday I agreed with that post. Until I sat down and prepared for this lesson and read about Tamar and Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then that Instagram post came back to me and I was like, hold up, wait a minute. This relationship between Tamar and Judah that produced children is exactly the kind of pregnancy that this person on Instagram was talking about okay. and why it's a pregnancy that should not happen and should not mm-hmm. be celebrated. But yet the Bible has showed us why, no, this had to happen. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't see that long view. We, we're not thinking as far as, as God can see and think. Right. And so I totally, from you know last night looking over this information, Change my view, repented mm-hmm. from that view that I first had. Right, right. And it was like, no, nope, that post is 100% wrong now, you know? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though before I thought it was 100% right. Right, right. And the thing is, I've what I've learned since I'm older, it's not, it's the act in which this, the, the birth of this child, what proceeded before the child was born, the child itself is the blessing. Exactly. Right. And that's that's an important part that maybe the person who posted couldn't separate the child from the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like just because we congratulate and celebrate, we're not praising the circumstance. Right. But we are saying, well, what's done is done. Mm-hmm. What's next? A beautiful life, an innocent life yes. that's coming yes. to yes. be nurtured. That's, that's just here we are, where we are, you know? Yes, and, exactly. and, and yeah, even when I read the post yesterday, I didn't think of it. I didn't think about the child as the blessing. I just thought I was so heavily focused on the circumstances mm-hmm. and seeing all these circumstances that people get themselves in um, where it's not the best. And I'm right. like, man, it just, it makes me think like, no, you just shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. But that's negating the child that's going to come from that and, yes. and what that future could hold for that child. Because mm-hmm. as we've seen time and time again in the Bible, these these lineages, these lines of people, it's like you made this particular child may not do anything amazing, but their grandkids, grandkids, grandkids now, boom, does something amazing. So it had the ball had to start rolling exactly. somewhere. Exactly. Because in, in this lineage is that's still in Jesus's lineage. Exactly. Right. The boys that Tamar produced. Exactly. You know, they exactly. And and yeah so had that not happened none of it could happen because we all not all like us but i'm just saying everything follows that line so you yes. can't have the end if you don't have the beginning right true so we Amen. have to yes. we have to appreciate all of it and that's another lesson which we didn't even get to the lessons yet because we didn't even delve <laughs> into the story but just right now as i'm speaking that's something else um to remember in our walk in our life mm-hmm every moment of it is a part of the story. Like that bad situation that you're having right now that feels like I hate this, don't want this to happen, take it from me, that could be the circumstance. But what's going to come after that is the blessing, just like the child. So we have to kind of have those circumstances that birth these new experiences and Mm -hmm. new uh, Mm -hmm. places it takes us to in our life. 
Right. And then we can look back and see the lineage of our journey to see right. how it produced the better things that we're at, the better places we're at, the better, right. you know, relationships that we have. Absolutely. It comes from that. Yes. And also what I've noticed, since it's just us talking, we know the story of Judah, you know, his, and there was some mess. Girl, girl, girl. And, <laughs> and exactly. that, and that, we and talk that about thing. the sins of the father. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you have the mess in Judah's household. Look, karma is real. You can't just be doing what you want and think it's yeah. not going to come back yeah. because, yes, yeah, just like you, here's my little, uh, my little, um, oh, you can't really see, but I have like a, is at the top. It says it, Abraham it, and Sarah. Yeah. yeah. And from there, you got Isaac and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Esau and Jacob. Mm-hmm. And Jacob gets to marry Leah and Rachel. We know what happened there with yes. all the kids. And one mm-hmm. of those kids that came from Leah. Yes. And Judah, Judah is one of them. Yeah. He was Judah is one of the yeah. fourth sons from Leah. Yes. And, um, remember, Leah was not the loved wife right. of, of, mm-hmm. um, of Jacob. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, his relationship with his children from a woman that you didn't want. It's got to be a little strange. He loved his kids. But yes. it has to be a little bit of a strain there. Oh, yeah. If you don't like, that's that baby mama drama right there. That's what we call modern day baby mm-hmm. mama drama. Mm-hmm. Leah wasn't the one he wanted to have kids with. Right. So if she's up here having all the kids, he, that feeling is different. But then here comes Rachel, the beloved wife of him. She's the one that bore Joseph. Joseph. And he was the last son and the most loved of um, Jacob. And mm-hmm. that caused animosity between all mm-hmm. the siblings. Mm-hmm. And Judah was the mastermind of selling Joseph. Yes. They all got together, you know, wanted to kill him, wanted then they was gonna throw him in a ditch, all types of things. It was Judah who said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and sell our brother. Yeah. yeah. That very <laughs> Judah who's involved in this nonsense. So I yeah. mean, yes, that karma that we do, that that thing we put out in the universe. It, it comes back eventually. So maybe his punishment was his two sons uh, being you know, smite. Yes. Because I mean, sins of the father. It, yes. Yes. Or also, maybe it could just be the wickedness that Judah had. You know, the, he raised those kids. Now they doing wickedness. You know, you just. Yes. The father's definitely involved in that. So I'm glad that you brought up Judah's past and lifestyle because it does play a part mm-hmm. in the story right. where we and, are in the present day. Right. Because um, Tamara may not have known the history of Judah's, Judah's family. Mm-hmm. And so even though she wasn't Hebrew, she was a Canaanite, she yes. married into it. And when you marry into a family, you don't get the whole story. Yeah. And you, you know, know what else I found interesting is earlier, other parts in the Bible, well, not the whole Bible, but let's talk about Genesis specifically, just not even leaving Genesis. Especially in Genesis 24, Abraham talking about Isaac. They right here in Genesis 24, 3 to 8, uh, Abraham specifically doesn't want Isaac to marry a Canaanite woman. Okay. So it was interesting to me. And same with um the same with Rebecca and um and Isaac when it was time for Jacob. They didn't want Jacob to marry a Canaanite. So it's like we had some other instances higher up, grandparents, great-grandparents that mm-hmm. said no Canaanite women. But then mm-hmm. by the time we get down to Judah and uh, that those grand, great-grandkids, they marrying Canaanite women again. Yes. Like, it's cool now? So I'm thinking yeah. if it wasn't cool before, maybe that also plays a part into what's exactly. happening. Because right. you're being disobedient. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're told not to do something that you're doing, you mm-hmm. think no repercussions are going to come from that? Yes. 
Yes, yes. But yes. we come see, this is what happens to us. We're so far removed from the source of the instruction that by the time we get over here and we have the results of the disobedience, we we act like we don't know. We like, but why? Like we, because we, it's not a, it's a, it's a, a long line between here and there. If it was shorter, then you would be able to put two and together like, oh, this is happening because I did this. But because mm-hmm. so much time has passed, yes, yes, we, we try to pretend we forget. Yeah, we're getting punished because God said X, Y, and Z, but God never forgets. Yeah. <laughs> and no, we doesn't. all, we all, you know, yeah. and, same, and same with Judah because you know, time came, the birth, and you know, the kid, um, her finding out, him finding out the pregnancy. What he had done had happened months before. Yes, yeah. Then he got all high and mighty and thinking, you know, and then here she come with the evidence, and he's like, immediately he re- recalled. Oh, that's right, why I'm right. Crazy. You were so quick to have her burn. So quick. <laughs> so yeah, so let's let's um we've been talking a lot about our feelings about the story, but yeah, let's for the record talk about the story itself. So okay. <clears throat> we have um you called her Tamar. I'm calling her Tamar just based on the Braxtons, but <laughs> her name is Tamar. She ended up being like we're saying, Judah is um, her father-in-law. Her father-in-law, son mm-hmm. of Jacob, brother to Joseph. He has a wife. They have three three sons. Mm-hmm. And this Tamar woman was the daughter-in-law married their oldest son. Yes. But then immediately that son was killed. Yes. So based on the law that you uh, pointed out from Deuteronomy, it is customary for the brother to take on the deceased brother's wife said they can have children and continue that legacy. And it's credited to the brother that's deceased. Yes. So the second brother, he was like, yeah, I'll marry her and all. And he's even sleeping with her. But what he's doing is he's ensuring that he does not impregnate her. Yes. Which was the sin in God's eyes. Because he yes. was like, um, no, was the job was take on her as a wife and, and get the descendants. You're, you're totally not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, if he's not doing that to have descendants intentionally spilling the seed, then he's really just sleeping on her for pleasure, which yes. is, you know, that's mm-hmm. 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 not what the instructions were for him. So now that brother goes the way of the older brother, which is smited by the Lord. <laughs> yes. So of yes. course, following that same law, there's one more son in line, a younger mm-hmm. brother. Yes. Who, um, you know, Tamar's like, all right, boom, next up, third brother. And the father, yes. Judah, he's like, okay, hold your horses. I'll give you the third son, but let's, let's wait a little bit because he's young right now. So right. I'm going to send you back home to your family. You go, you back home, to your you chill out. Some mm-hmm. years will pass. And when my son's a man, then I'll bring him to you. You know, then you yes. can come back and marry him and we'll start this thing all over again with the lineage. But secretly, remember Judah, he didn't, he had no intention of giving his youngest son. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's only because he was afraid that Tamar was a black widow. <laughs> and we know what a black widow is. Uh, you know, a black widow is a woman that marries and then some strange reason those husbands end up dead. Yes. Moving on to the next husband. And it, so that's that's what Judah was afraid of. He thought his youngest he son right. would now be he dead. Thinking because of her, my son is no longer here. 
Yeah, not even taking into account anything about his son's behavior. Yeah, because what exactly blaming her? Yeah, so that tells you a little bit about the times, of course, and like you said, even carrying up into twenty twenty two, women are looked at in a certain view. Yes, uh, by the men, totally mm -hmm. discarded. And if anything, mm -hmm. if there's something wrong, is our fault. Yes, yeah. So Judah didn't have accountability for his own actions. And certainly didn't take his sons to task for their actions. Actually, yes, yeah. yes. Because if in looking at his son, he also has to look at himself. <laughs> That's what it really is. Yes. Exactly. And, we, and no, we don't people do don't want to do that. No, no. Because no. he played he played a big part. The victim. And, yes. He played a big part and then he played the victim both times. Yes. He started off as the victim of the children. He'd say, what was me? My sons are dead. But yeah, not even looking into those reasons and like we started saying they could have come from his actions even with his brother true from many yes. moons ago yes but he's not ready to look into any of that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and then this was another interesting part which um i was i read um it said that judah actually had two options he could have released her and said, you know what? We don't need to fulfill it. We tried it twice. You're free to go. You know, you can remarry mm -hmm. anybody else. I release you from the family. He could have done that. Or, you know, continue with the tradition and promise her to the youngest brother. And that's what he did. So essentially, he left her in limbo. Okay. Because he had no intention of giving her his youngest son. And he did not free her, which means that she was just a lady in waiting. Mm -hmm. Right. And he, Judah, was fine with that. Was fine with making this woman stuck for the rest of her life. Yes. You see yes. how they do? <laughs> yes. And we don't know how long she had waited. You know, it doesn't give a say no, how long. It tell us exactly how long. long but I mean, that also happens. I, I know people that have husbands technically, but maybe they leave, but they won't grant the divorce. So that's another woman in limbo, you know, like. Yes. I'm married to you, so legally and morally, I can't go with anyone else, but you're not releasing me. Mm -hmm. you just, you're letting, you want me to stay here and be stuck. Yes. You want me to yes. just, you yeah. just want to cast me off and say, well, you're my wife over there. Don't yeah. sit down and can't be with nobody else. Right. I don't want you, but nobody else can have you. Either. Right. And that's what he said about his family. Judah's basically like, he didn't say this, but inside his Part he's like we don't want you in our family anymore, but we also maybe he was afraid that that if she were the curse of a black widow, that even if she went to another family, it would happen for those sons. Maybe, maybe that's why he didn't release her because he felt like you are toxic, and I'm saving others from you as well. I'm saving my youngest, and I'm saving other men from you. You just go stay over there. Yeah. Well. If we thought he was noble, <laughs> a yeah, noble man. I mean, we're speculating a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Exactly. So that's one way to look at it if he was noble. Um, so I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, right. maybe that's right. what he was thinking. But mm -hmm. if he wasn't, then he really just wanted to keep her in limbo. And she got sick of waiting, didn't she? Yes, she did. Yes, she and did. And now here we come to the crossroads and what she decided. Yes. So yes. what do you think about um her actions? Well, and her you know, thought process behind it. At first, when um I was reading it, 
So I was saying at first I put myself in her shoes and I would have waited. Okay. But then as I was reading, I said, she took ownership of her destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, why should I wait when you're going on with your life? Cause your, your wife has, has died. So now you mourn. now you out and about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not thinking about me. So, no. so I have to do what I have to do because my future is at stake. Exactly. exactly. You know, and doing so, I'm solidifying your 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 legacy as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so then I had a, a change of mind. Yeah. Change of mind. You know, uh, but she didn't know what the outcome was going to be, and that was that was, that was a big risk. That was a big risk. And the fact that she said, let me have your, your staff and your seal. Yeah. You know? Because that, that was, was really, true. really ingenious of her to have some yeah. collateral. She was, um, it was her way of protecting herself mm-hmm. because she knew what would happen when she was found out to be pregnant without a husband. Yes. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was very smart of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But knowing the status of women, it was, a, it was still a risk because he could have been angry that she tricked him and still wanted to kill her, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But fortunately, that's not what happened. Fortunately, it was placed on his heart. You know you messed up, right? And he, <laughs> he owned it up. Mm-hmm. He owned up to it and uh, mm-hmm. he welcomed her. And at the end, of, she was pregnant with two sons. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about because it, it it did say when I was reading Deuteronomy that when you um, when the brother did not want to marry her, there's a there's a ritual that you have to go through, you know, saying that you're not going to take her on a wife and whatnot. But then in doing so, you're the one who shamed, you know. Okay. You, the, the, the and, about, and that's in and Ruth, you know, where Naomi. Uh, in order for Boaz to marry uh, Naomi, it, he wasn't, I guess, the next in line of that lineage to marry uh, Naomi. So, you know, because he was a cousin, but he was far down in the, in the, in the, um, With other people that came before him. Yes. 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 So it, you, I'm, you make the connections, you know, when you, when we study these, these these women i'm making the connections of when we study the other women before yeah you know and actually it's, it's nice that you brought up ruth because they said that um in the book of ruth it mentions perez which is um the blessing at the wedding for boaz mm-hmm. and naomi they mentioned yes. may you be blessed like perez and mm-hmm. uh that's that's the very children that Tamar had with with Judah. Yes. So clearly yeah. they saw that as a blessing. And mm-hmm. that's what they were now saying at other people's weddings to say, you know, wishing you the same kind of a life. Right. So yeah, they're all connected. Yeah. Um, like in the Lion King, the circle of life. Circle of life, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what um do we so do we think that Tamar made a boss move? In that moment when she decided to sleep with her father-in-law, yes, in order to conceive, yes, 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 yes. she did. She I did. agree. I think that this definitely constituted a boss move. Yes, because it, it took courage. Mm-hmm. She was she, first. 
It took patience. She was patient, waiting. And then it took courage on what she did. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it, it was not, and it, it was unselfish of her, because not just for herself, but for yeah. her father in law. Yeah, she wasn't thinking about herself. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Because, I mean, she could have just, the only other life for her would have been a prostitute, I suppose. She could have kept yeah. with that if she wanted. Yeah, she wanted to bring heirs to that family. Yeah, it it seems like either you were married, widow, or prostitute. Those are the only options. You know, that's it. And she couldn't be married. She was already a widow Mm -hmm. and in limbo. And the other option was to be a prostitute. So she went through all three of the roles of a woman. Mm -hmm. And then she Mm -hmm. was finally able to be a mother. So yes, yes. And regain her status. Gain her status, exactly. Crown lovely. Mm-hmm. It was a good read. It really was. And it made me think about like when you watch Greenleaf and soap operas and all types of things. There's so many good stories in the Bible. So yes. many. Like yes. I could totally see this story being put to life in present day time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's I feel it feels very reminiscent of stories that we've seen. Oh, as a matter of fact, we went to see Mother of George. Remember that? At King College, Mother of George was an African movie at King College. And um, the, the, the daughter-in-law married oh, yes, yes, brother. Yes. And they bro- couldn't conceive. And the mother yes. in her ear was like, bring brother. Her brother. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. So these are like right out the Bible tale. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yep. I could see someone taking Tamar's story and put in a, in a mm-hmm. modern movie. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, because it, 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 it's very juicy. Yeah, yeah. And that was, yes. <laughs> a lot of these stories of the Bible yeah. has it all. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that movie? It's on Netflix. The Jazz Man or something? I did. Yeah, I did. And I was thinking of that when you have a riff in the, in, in the family. Such you know? a common theme in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. That movie was... It was sad. It, it was. It was sad um, and unnecessary. That that did not happen if there was more honesty. You know. Yeah. 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 Too yeah. much jealousy in the one brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the hatred from the mother, the um, you know, the grandmother of the boy who got killed. Yeah. Yeah. The way she treated her daughter and made her marry that other man. It's just like, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> No one not letting anyone live their truth. Yes. Making wickedness upon wickedness and just heaping all types of coal upon the family's head. Yes. That's what we constantly see with these stories. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just, you have to own up to the mess that you're in so you can move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is the lesson of Tamar. um, Well, at least for Jonah. And he did, when he saw his stuff, his seal and his staff, yeah. he, he did the right thing. He, only he was convicted. Yeah, he was convicted. He was yeah. convicted. He was convicted. And that's that double standard uh, that's mm-hmm. always present for men and women. Yes, yes. It's okay because, for you. Because her punishment, like he can go sleep with a prostitute, but if she becomes pregnant and she's not married, she's killed? Like that's what's happening here? Yeah. Okay, but I mean, y'all are 
sleeping with prostitutes. What happens if those prostitutes get hooked? Well, how do you think the babies are getting in these women? You know, like, we just wake I mean, only one in the Bible woke up pregnant. That was Mary. Right. The rest of us, y'all did that. Y'all why, did that. Why are we getting punished? Yep. It doesn't make sense. We were just touching on the double standards of, of the men and women mm-hmm. and, and how the women have to bear the burden of the pregnancies, whereas no thought about biology and how the babies get inside of us are taken yes. into consideration. Yes. It's always the man of the doll. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our responsibility. Yeah. And you know, it's so interesting uh, nowadays, I don't know if you're aware, but there's this whole thing about women are still doing this to this day in terms of keeping a little something to, to prove that she was with this person. You know, that happens all the time when they come with their receipts. We call that receipts, you know? <laughs> women still have receipts to this day. And um, I, I think that's so crafty of us because mm-hmm. we, we find a way in our situation to protect ourselves. It's these defense mechanisms that we have to, you know? Yes, yes. Um, so I never looked at it like that. That she she was, she was had the receipts. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. And I know uh, modern day, some women like to leave things over people's house, like they'll leave bobby pins or... Earring. Earring. Earrings oh, is always the earring. It's always the earring. <laughs> earring in the car, earring in the bed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. little things like that to to make their presence known, and also to just secure that spot and say, "Nah, we were together. Don't yeah, act like yeah. we weren't. <laughs> Don't play me. Maybe to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you know they weren't really doing DNA tests back then, so you had to have his staff and his seal to say, "Yes, this man." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and what I thought was so interesting he was willing to give up those things so freely those things yes yeah but you know you know what this is what makes her women in general but specifically tamar so you know smart and and cunning because Mm -hmm. he didn't value her or think that she had the wherewithal to do anything with those things just like he left Tamar waiting till whenever he got came back and said, you know what, mm-hmm. I'll bring my son when I feel like it. Yes. He left her waiting and said, you'll just stay right there until I come back. Like, what you going to do with my stuff? Nothing. How dare you? Why would you? Like, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. times he just assumed that Tamar would wait. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then when he sent his servant out to find her and they came back and she was nowhere to be found, he, he immediately got embarrassed and he said, to save myself from further embarrassment, we're going to stop looking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was immediately, and I still don't think that at times he thought that anything like this would happen. Right. Of course but not. He was like, dang, I shouldn't have left my staff and silver. <laughs> I think at that moment he realized that probably wasn't the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. What, what, what could she do with that? Maybe mm-hmm. she's off selling. I don't know what was running through his mind, but yeah, he at that moment is when he realized he messed up. Yes, yes, yes. Let's not look for her anymore because then I'm going to look like the fool. (laughs) That's why I'm telling you, this would be such a good modern day story because it Mm -hmm. has all the elements of things that we've already seen in life Mm -hmm. about how the guy doesn't want to be embarrassed. We've seen this. like We've seen this in soap operas. We've seen reality TV shows. We've seen this story. These entanglements like um, uh, Jada 
pointed out with this word. <laughs> I like that word entanglement. Entanglement. They've been happening since the beginning of time and they are still happening to this very day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we're seeing from these women is when you find yourself in these dire situations where you have no options, no other, well, you, you hit, uh, I don't know what to call it, but you feel as if your circumstances are such that you have to take this risk because you have been cast out. You have been pushed to the side yes. and no one is um, looking to make your situation better. So you have to. Mm -hmm. No one else is out here thinking about you and your situation and your life and your future and your kids, you know? Right. No one else is. Right. But it's a shame that back then, you being a, a widow, you're still not worthy. I mean, he's right? Yeah. And it's, it, it wasn't hurtful that her, her husband was, was smited by God. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Nope. But yet, she would have to bear the burden. Yeah. If her, if the father-in-law did not do the right thing, yeah. you know, and uh, it, even now to, in our times when there's a widow, you, you do have an opportunity to remarry. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. I'm glad we're not living in the times where we have to marry our husband's brother. Yeah. And you either, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that now. I don't think yeah, so. <laughs> I'll jump off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, but, no what if, but what if, if um, Judah's second son was married? You know, what if he was married? Well, he wouldn't have to take on her as a second wife. You know, multiple wives was nothing for them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She would have just been added to it. <laughs> but, then, but then think about that wife. Like you're saying, you're bringing that up because you're concerned about his wife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How would she feel? Yeah. And there is no concern that these there's multiple wives. Like we learned that from the Sarah situation with yeah. the handmaid, from Leah and Rachel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, yeah. Jacob had Leah, Rachel plus the two handmaids, you know? So yeah. yeah. That was the norm. It it, it very well might have been that um the, the the second son already had a wife in mind, already had one, or may have yeah, already we don't had know. a wife in right. mind. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't have made no. Never mind. He still, they still would have given him to uh, Tamar because they having multiple wives was nothing. None, none of the women could have the multiple husbands unless they died. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The double standard. The double standard. We're right back to that. Yes. Yes. Because even now, you don't. Well, when they had that show, TV show, um, what big love. Big love. Mm -hmm. It was a man having multiple, but it's never a woman having multiple husbands. No, they don't. They don't make movies about that. <laughs> and that that definitely that's something else that I saw on Instagram about that double standard because they always want to use the example of the master key and a master lock. They're basically saying like a man is a key. If you mm -hmm. have one key that could open many locks, that's a master key. Okay. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much saying like the penis should have many keys, many locks at his disposal if he's the master key. But if you have a lock that can be opened by many keys, that's not a good lock. There's no security. Mm -hmm. there. So that's, mm -hmm. that's usually how they 
tell us why we have to be the lock that only has the one key to be a good lock. And they can be the key that opens many locks to be the good key. Okay. But someone on Instagram was saying, no, forget that. <laughs> How about we look at a vagina as an ear and look at a penis as a Q-tip? <laughs> the more Q-tips that clean the ear, the cleaner it the ear. <laughs> so she was just basically making a point to say anyone can use any imagery to suit their cause. Just like how we see with Bible verses. You can take a Bible verse and say, boom, this is what I talk about. Then somebody can take an opposite Bible verse and say, boom, this is what I'm talking about. Anyone can make a point with imagery. That's anyone. true. That is true. Like You want to look at a key in the lock or you want to look at a Q-tip in the ear. We both make a point. Y yes, that is true. <laughs> so, unfortunately in society, so, you know, they have a saying, it's an African proverb, um, something about how the lion will never tell his story because it's the hunter, the victor. To the Well, you know the saying, to the victor goes to spoils. Mm -hmm. So meaning whoever wins is the one that gets to tell how the battle went. Uh, no one goes to the loser to ask what happened because they, they lost. The person lost. who won. And they may not be here to tell the story. Exactly. Right. They may not be here. So that's kind of how it is. Because the men are the mouthpiece, they can go ahead and tell the story. So they can go ahead and make this lock and key story. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. no one's asking our point of view. Yes. Yes. Whereas if maybe back in the day someone had asked us, we could have uh, made a different story on how, and, and you know, said mm -hmm. uh, something else. And then that would have been the norm. But we weren't the ones they asked. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But a disclaimer, I'm not personally saying that it's good for women to have multiple partners. I, I still oh, don't yeah. agree in that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's correct, but I'm also, but I'm also, I'm just pointing out the double standard. It should oh, not yeah. be okay for one and not the other. Right. No one should do it if we're talking about health, you know, and oh, yeah. responsibility, you know, because mm -hmm. how are you being responsible? Because if children are being created from the union, and you're just here and there, what responsibility are you having to these families that you're making? Right, right. And and and, and down the road, having these multiple children and not being responsible is not a good thing for the for the child. No. Okay. Because yeah. if you're creating, creating children here, children there, and then one day these two meet, not knowing they're siblings. And that has happened. You know, that's disastrous. Yeah, that has happened. We, we there are products of that kind of relationship, um, and, and we see what happens. And also, um, looking just looking within this story about how uh, Judah felt about Joseph, the the relationships that between the siblings becomes a way when you know that the father had a baby with your mama, but your mama was the side piece. How does that make you feel as the result of the side piece? You have a feeling about how loved you are. By mm, yes. You know? yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's consequences, and then we always talk about even how you were talking about modern day with the Roe v. Wade and all the women's rights things. Mm -hmm. Children that are um, results of any type of assault. What kind of feelings do they have? How do they grow up and feel that love when they know they were conceived in such violence? So yes. people don't think about the damage that happens to children. They think that they can just create a new life and there's no repercussions, yeah. but there really are. 
Yeah, because they don't think children remember things, but children do remember and we they are that. affected. Mm-hmm. We hold that trauma in our bodies. Yes. In our memories. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, I I think when you're when you're while you're pregnant and you're um the your environment that you're in, if it's toxic, that that flows through you through your body and affects the child. I, I I believe that. It does. It really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. The kids, they're they're sponges. They absorb all those emotions. Mm-hmm. Like postpartum, that period is uh, you know, the kids feed off of the mother being oh, sad yeah. and things to make the child very moody or anxious because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the mom has these issues. And then also we've seen um, youngsters have to become the parent, even yeah. though they're the child. But in seeing that the parent is in shambles and unable to Incapable. You know, deal, they, they mm-hmm. step right on in. And that makes mm-hmm. that it's all types of, there's so many types of family dynamics yes. that we encounter. Yes. yes. And it could all be avoided if, you know, the two parties come together, mostly the man, were mm-hmm. a little more conscious about the seeds he were planting. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me look at these. There's some, um, there was a website that had some lessons Mm -hmm. from Tamar. Let me read some of them. So we touched, we touched on it. Number one, always be patient, which we Mm -hmm. talked about. Tamar was definitely patient, although we didn't know how much time passed that she was waiting for the younger brother. We do know some time had passed. Like, would you even wait? Imagine how long a year or two is to us. That that might seem like a long time. so being patient, being courageous, which of course we talked about, that's what it means to be a boss, to be brave, um, got to courageous, take advantage of opportunities, which she did. She found out that her father-in-law was traveling, that his mm-hmm. wife had passed, and she knew, you know, I got to strike while the iron's hot because I haven't yes. seen him in a while. This will be my opportunity to intersect and meet his path. You know, she saw that opportunity and she took it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't let men in your life avoid or hide from their responsibilities. That's a lesson. And that's what we were actually just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tamar, she, when she presented his items back to him, it was her way of telling him not to hide from his responsibilities. Yes. Like, you put these babies in me, own up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, watch for double standards and call them out. Exactly what we're talking about right now. Um, don't hide the uncomfortable or ugly stories. Um, which is what I was talking about with that that Instagram post about how people don't want to celebrate births that come from an uh, imperfect type of union. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't hide from those types of stories because we don't know how God's going to use them That's to, true. to reveal his glory. And we've yes. seen that time and time again in the Bible, how he takes yes. mess and makes it a masterpiece, right? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Any other thoughts that you wanted? Any other revelations that you had that you might want to add? No. No, I wrote down Judah's lack of integrity resulted in his family mess. Yeah. Yeah, he might have um, been able to avoid a lot of his stuff had he done the right thing. Mm -hmm. And we as parents today, you know, if we don't check our kids in the early stages, what we have standing in front of us is result. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People, like I was saying earlier, they, they can't connect the dots on what they see now and how it got there. 
Yes. They just sit around like, I can't believe this is happening. What was me? How dare? And it's like, um, we kind of saw that this was going to occur because you didn't do the checking or you did this action that set this other action in motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't just wake up like this. No. No, 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 no. It was a there was some, some steps that led to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the end of this, this story, Judah finally might have stopped. Uh, well, because he had no one else. He had no more sons and no wife. So maybe that was the end of him making these poor decisions. It seemed like from that moment, he changed and was able to walk righteous. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we don't know anymore, but I'm just saying that could have right. been. Well, you know, by gone. having um, his grandsons, you know, that gave him a legacy there. You know? <laughs> sons and <laughs> grandsons, I guess. <laughs> That's the story. That's my daddy, grandpa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but sure. also, uh, you know what's interesting? He lost two sons and gained two sons. Look at how God restored it. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Vicki. I'm glad you were able to join um, and really appreciate you taking the time out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we learned a lot from Tamar oh, and we agreed that yes. she is the boss. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Who's the next one? Do you know? Um, I have to check the website because I just sent it to my girlfriend. So the December one we have Queen Esther. Okay. And then we finish with Judith. So Queen Esther is December third, and then Judith is December seventeenth, and then that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our discussion on Tamar, a brave woman of the Bible who made boss moves. I hope you tune in next time as our discussion will be on Queen Esther and lastly, Judith. This is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones and I am the director of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry and this is our empowerment podcast. I hope to talk to you again soon. If you would like information on how you can be a part of Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry, please visit our website at shsic-ministry.com. That's shsic-ministry.com. Or you can send me an email at shsicministry at gmail.com.